Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando, episode number 420. 420, man. 420. Took up, took up. Uh, it's legal in New York. I just had to, um, I just had a doctor's appointment to get my medical license again. So, wow. Medically, I'm not, but if I sound. Like, if I forget what I'm talking about with you today, Mr. Todd Kearns, it's not because of that. And I was just talking to you about this off the air. Uh, the last two nights, I've had to go into work, where I normally work from home, in my studio here in Queens. I had to go into Midtown for the iHeart Music Festival to do the radio broadcast of that. So I had to make sure songs and interviews, none of that had curses and just... <laughs> oh, man. And then you've got like uh, probably a, a, a challenge sleeping schedule with a, with a baby in the house and all that stuff too. Yeah, so... Yeah, so just to get a, a babysitter, <laughs> my, the hours that my, me and my wife work last minute because I had a feeling sure, for somebody. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I, as soon as I, I come home at like 2 o'clock in the morning, well, this will tie in a few things. I get home around like 1. The cats are obsessed that I'm home now. So they want my attention. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm up with and them. And food. And food. Oh, yeah. yeah I got <laughs> yeah, yeah, to give yeah. my guy treats just to calm him down so he's not bothering me uh, during of the course. interview. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I lie down at 2 in the morning. Okay, all right. The cats are fed. I'm tired. Baby starts crying. <laughs> oh sure. All right, That's, I'll I'll yeah. feed him. I'll feed him. Whatever. So uh, it's probably the only yeah. thing akin to being like a volunteer fireman or something. You know, where it's kind of like you're constantly like on hyper alert. And if there's a second where you can close your eyes and just kind of nod off, you should do that because yeah, it's, you know, babies are sort of like you know, it's you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Harrison Rex, or as I I don't know if you know the nickname I've given him, which some people believe is his real name, uh, Baby Brownstone. I did, I did not name him Brownstone. <laughs> I like it, though. That would be a really cool name. Because, by the you way, just call him, I just call him Brownie. I call him Brownie. That's that's kind of funny. <laughs> and this ties into something because who, who I want to give the person credit because sometimes people come up with weird names. And this person asked me where you came up with the, the middle name. Damn it! <laughs> By the way, well, that's a that's a class. It was never meant to be a middle name until Slash got a hold of it. It was just kind of like Todd Damn it rhymed with God Damn it. It was sort of like your your classic corny punk rock kind of name that was sort of attached to me, you know, when I was young and just sort of hung around. When I came to Vegas, I was sort of you know I, I came from Canada with a with a career. Yeah. in a background and you know but but it was really cool to kind of and i actually kind of i recommend this to people on occasion i go you know what's really interesting is when you go somewhere and all your accolades don't mean a damn thing you know, <laughs> i came down and i was like i'm just some todd guy and i'm like mm -hmm. you know he's from he's from canada you know what i mean and then he, uh i just sort of had to go like you know okay well we would play and i would just kind of like jokingly introduced myself as Todd Dammit on stage 
Um, and then Vinnie Paul from Pantera was at, at our shows and he loved it. He'd scream it across casinos, Todd, damn it. <laughs> and then Slash started introducing me as Todd motherfucking damn it. Kearns, I think is what he introduced it. As. Anyway, it just sort of really caught on. There was a t-shirt, you know, a friend of mine made a t-shirt that just said, damn it. I wore it on the, um, uh, the live and Stoke DVD that we did in 2011. I think it is now. It's crazy to think how long ago that is now. Cause it's 12 years ago. Wow. Um, but, um, and I just wore the shirt and people were like, Hey, where do I get that damage shirt? I go, this is, this is the only shirt, you know? And then, um, we just started making shirts and that sort of turned into a whole other, uh, a whole other thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre thing how, again, organically things just kind of like go I love that. now. It's sort of like people will say to me, do I call you Todd damn it? Kearns or do I, I go, my name's Todd Kern, so don't worry about the other <laughs> I just it's more of a more of a joke that just keeps going on and on and on to be a grown ass man with a well, I always say that. It's like all my friends with, you know, grown ass men with names like Slash and Duff and you know <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That was perfect. So I'll give that credit to uh, Rob Olden who asked why your parents ah. chose damn it as your middle name. He, he said that jokingly yeah. with a laughing emoji, Fred, of course. Fred and Wilma damn it, they decided they were gonna call Wilma me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and Todd, speaking about play on words, Todd recurns to the podcast. Returns, returns. Recurns. There you go. Yeah, you were on. You were one of my early guests. Uh, episode forty six back in two thousand. Yeah. Episode. So four, and you've done four hundred and twenty. That's insane, man. That's a lot of hours. I, I, I know. So we delve back into your history, Age of Electric. There. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people want to go back and, and listen to your story. Um, you know, we don't need to rehash that kind of you know part of Todd's sure. life. And also, this is the sequel. Th- this well, yeah. the, this is the trilogy <laughs> because you came on again. And I That's right. I, I forgot did, yeah. about this with our friend Brandon yeah. Fields. Uh, oh yeah we did the minefield thing yeah that's right yeah of course because we forget everything when it was during covid mm-hmm. <laughs> during the lockdown yeah and it yeah. came out like about two years ago right you and two years we just uh i think two days ago was the two-year anniversary i think is, is what it was yeah I, which was clearly just a straight up you know sitting at home watching tiger king <laughs> you know and, and then uh, matt and uh, jeremy from ace fraley's band I think they were with gene simmons at the time too anyway they, they were sort of like hey we're we're knocking around this thing with a friend of ours you want to sing a song was what it started off as and then it was like yeah sure and i go who's playing bass on this i don't know i go well i'll play bass on it then too so it started as a song alone alone uh, alone together was the song that and it turned the record turned out great i mean with no intention of of doing much with it i mean just sort of like you know just some guys just trapped at home making music you know and, and remotely doing it too which was which i've done a bunch now um but at the time it was it was definitely a, a new thing that that's so cool and you're always see that's what yeah. I, I you're one of my favorite follows in addition to all the cats and the uh you know <laughs> yeah. to, and touring with slash it's just like you always yeah, have these yeah, yeah. really cool projects and things that you're working on and we're certain we're going to talk about the foster and cat yeah later. sure yeah yeah uh, sure yeah but the new project i would be remiss with tracy guns the blackbird right. angels so sure yeah how did that happen i mean i assume you've been with friends with tracy for a while yeah it's a it's a funny thing because um you know speaking about minefield there's three different sort of chapters of covid for me which was minefield heroes and monsters with Will Hunt and Steph Burns. Right. Will Hunt from Evanescence, and Steph Burns from Alice Cooper. And then and then the third was um uh Blackbird Angels, which was all sort of in that same two year chapter of like, you know, at the time, 
there was sort of uh you know there was sort of a people whispering in your ear going like this is it we're never touring again we're never going to be able to do this again it's totally changed it's gonna be totally it's it's weird now from this vantage point looking at it and going it's basically exactly the same as it was really i mean within reason although there's another wave of COVID happening now which is going to uh you know cause everybody to uh probably lock down a bit in their own little worlds but um from a from a touring standpoint i mean i I know everybody tries to keep a little bubble kind of happening but um uh, at the time it was just this sort of like well I really didn't believe it. I was kind of like, I, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's, it's, you know, it was bizarre, but it was like, I just kind of felt like, well, if we can't tour and play live, well, we can record and write music. And so we sure the hell did. Tracy, I've known for probably, you know, I would say 15 years in some form or another. I mean, I, you know, I was a great admirer of, uh, you know, like yourself, I, I, you know, all, 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 all kinds of, rock and roll but when la guns when i became hip to la guns we played those songs in um my cover bands as a kid you know sex action never enough trying to think all the songs we did so that when it came you know tracy came and jammed with us mostly wanted to jam led zeppelin (laughs) he loves led zeppelin i mean we all love led zeppelin that's like saying i'm saying like do you like pizza do you like air (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and um you know, and he was very complimentary and, and, you know, which, you know, always goes a long way from somebody you admire. And when they say, hey, you know what, that was great. And you're 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 great at this. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, so the years, you know, the years go by and, and, and you know, it's the admiration club of like, he's great. No, he's great. You know, and just kind of like and sort of sending each other accolades and like just being friendly with one another. And then one day he just sort of reached out during COVID. And it's a funny thing because frontiers has been sort of known for um putting together these super groups yeah i didn't know this but people were like even with heroes and monsters people were like so is this one of those um frontiers things where they put and i go no the will called me one day and we just sort of did this and the same thing happened with tracy it was kind of like i i wasn't really that familiar with what i mean i'm just sort of largely ignorant to you know anything other than what i'm doing <laughs> i get it so so i, I just kind of oh i didn't realize that was a thing um you know like black swan friends of mine like robin mccauley and red beach and uh, jeff pilson matt Starr, those guys they'll put this thing together and they'll make a record and i go oh cool i did, i i just assume those guys put that together um but then i um uh, so tracy just called and hey would you what do you think about making like a, a you know like a led zeppelin kind of classic hard rock record i'm like dude i'm let's let's do it i'm like i said i'm sitting around not doing much of anything so by all means so so it was really kind of uh you know them sending me music me sitting in here writing lyrics and and making melodies the other side of it too is you know as you know most people kind of not most but uh, anybody who's followed my entire career knows all the things that I do, but there's a giant chapter of people who only know me as the bass player behind Miles Kennedy and Slash. So it's kind of like, um, it's been really fun for me to be able to get out there and, 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 and be a vocalist again and to write again and to do all those things that, hmm. you know, it really is sort of like reignited an entire sort of thing for me that I, I'm really happy to get to do. And to be able to do it with someone like Tracy, who I admire, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a blast. It's been really enlightening, really. That's cool. Uh, did he say, I mean, we all understand who, who have followed your career, why he picked you, but he obviously has kind of like a, 
a whole Rolodex of people he could have asked to do the Zeppelin, the hard rock record. Did he say like, why, you know, I like this about you or did, was there anything that you connected upon to you know, make you the duo? I never even thought to ask, you know, it's sort of like, you know, someone just asks you, you know, I don't know. It'd be like, you know, if some girl asked you out for, for coffee and you're like, why, why me? <laughs> See, I, I do that. Maybe I'm projecting. I'm I like, do that. I'm like, I'm, well, I'm, I always I'm, think I'm, what's I'm, wrong yeah. with you that you want to go out with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fucked yeah, up I, just, I am. <laughs> I just feel bad for you now. I know. Why are you asking me? You couldn't find me. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think, I, I don't know. I guess I just, you know, because I've, I, I've known him, you know, uh, and we'd kind of already been through the whole, you know, admiration that side of it as far as like i knew he liked what i do and and that was great and i think that, that the interesting thing was that tracy sort of like he saw through all the kind of like just the bass player for slash stuff and he goes no todd's a singer in, in reality we had jammed my band sin city sinners that i had here in vegas mm. with brent muscat from faster pussycat we would just jam all the time we would have george lynch and and you know uh sylvain sylvain and cheetah chrome or whoever was in town would come and come and jam with us and uh, tracy was one of those guys phil was phil was always one of those guys because phil was a vegas guy so he was always out just the other day like last weekend we played secaucus new jersey with tammy down phil lewis um sebastian bach and 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 stephen piercy mm. and i and I, I said to phil i go i barely even had to go over these songs i go i remember doing these songs almost weekly with with phil because we would do you know he would just come and jam all the time we would just do like a whole set of la guns um so I'm, you know, I'm, and and on top of that being like, you know, I bought all those records when they came out in real time. So um, with Tracy, it's just sort of like, you know, when I, I assume he picked me because he thought I was the right guy for this thing. And like anything else, it's like every time I was sending back, you know, I would sit in here and record a vocal and a, and a, uh, you know, I would write lyrics and, and make up melodies and I'd send it off to, to those guys, to Steve, uh, to uh, Tracy and Adam Hamilton. So every time it felt like, you know, it, it could have been an audition that that could have gone sideways. If, it, if, it, if the first song hadn't worked, mm. let's try the second song. You know, by the third time, it would have been just kind of abandoned. You know what I mean? Wouldn't necessarily have been like, this isn't working. It just would have been like, we all would have moved on. But I think from this first song, a song called Mine All Mine, it was sort of apparent there right away, like, this is this is great, you know, and it's kind of like, send another one. And then we just, you know, just kind of did it 11 times. And then it was kind of like, that's a record. Let's put it out. You know, that, that's sort of how it went. It was really organic and really not like, um, what's the word? It was not a drag at all, you know, because sometimes making records can be a lot of beard stroking. And <laughs> should this be twice as long? Yeah, exactly. I need the beard. But should this be twice as long? Should this be faster? Should this be? And there's a lot of. And sometimes you just get in a room like like SMKC four that we did in Nashville was completely live and mm. really didn't leave it, didn't leave a whole lot of room for like, you know, I mean, th there was a lot of discussing before we pressed record, but it was sort of like, you know, we just dove in and that that's sort of sometimes that's that's a great way to make a record. It's very rare these days, I think. Oh, that yeah. Re records are made that way. But, it, you know, this was not quite like that because I'm doing it remotely here. Those guys are in California and, and they're just sending me shit and I'm just kind of like sending it right back. So the fact that it kept kind of like working, I think we just kind of went, cool, keep, let's keep going. And the next thing you know, it's, a, it's 11 songs, you know? So yeah, it was, a, uh, it, it was, it's been a real boost, you know, when someone like Tracy comes along and says, I like what you do. I, I want to see you sing on this thing. It makes me kind of, okay, well, see, 
See, mom. Tracy Gums thinks I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you come up with the name Blackbird Angels? Was that a collaborative? I'm always fascinated with band names. I want to go down that road. I am as well, because it's like, even with the Heroes and Monsters, I was really pushing for like um, Burns, Hunt, and Kearns. Like, I wanted it to be like a kind of like 70s prog rock kind of. Oh, I'm not a law office. (laughs) (laughs) Or or a law office, exactly. (laughs) But I was thinking of like Beck, Bogart, and a piece, you know. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yeah, exactly. Okay. like a kind of like because it, re- it creates this sort of like collaborative project kind of thing to it. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. Exactly, okay. exactly, and Young. Sometimes Young. Sometimes. But I thought at the time I was sort of like, um, you know, because you're never sure if this is like just something we're going to record. And, and the fact that Heroes of Monsters is, is, has been touring a bunch, and I'm going to, about to do some more, is kind of like bizarre. Um, so I wasn't sure if this was going to be like. Tracy Guns project or Tracy Guns featuring or what it was going to be. And then Tracy just came back with like, what do you think of this? So he sort of thought of it. And I was like, I like it. I like it a lot. You know, it's like, it's funny because people go once in a while, all the Alter Bridge fans are like, did you name it after the Alter Bridge song? And I go, well, there's also a Beatles song from like a long time ago called Blackbird. (laughs) And they go, oh yeah, right. And I go, yeah, I, you know, but I thought that, um, you know, it's, it's, pretty evocative that you know the blackbird angels that kind of thing i thought you know it's a funny thing in this day and age to be you know i don't know maybe 60 years into rock and roll and still be sitting there stroking again uh, you know like just trying to put band names i remember when mother love bone came out i remember mm. thinking to myself is it three words now like that's the thing like because it's like we've we've exhausted the two word band names that were like mother love bone which i always thought was a great name but i never really think about it till after probably when i was getting ready to name my next band i was like fuck i don't know you know it's like just start throwing words in a jumble and just see what comes out yes but it is it is a bizarre thing that um i mean it's a bizarre thing to imagine like you know just getting together with three four friends and and deciding we're going to put a name on it and go play at the local club and you know, the whole thing is just seems preposterous now you know from the vantage point of a grown-ass man but <laughs> but but it's also like the most fun yeah and and awesome part about the whole thing is like um that blackbird angels is suddenly a thing i mean uh, i know you're probably going to eventually want to talk about whether we're going to be able to do shows so that's been something we've been sort of really trying to um you know try and find that window do these windows like as as you know with guns and roses and alter bridge and 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 smkc it's like you know we're constantly looking for windows and the windows got really tight when 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 the covid lockdown happened it put everything into such a tailspin of everything that was supposed to have happened in in 2020 and 2021 just got all kind of you know pushed back so that by the time lockdown was over everybody had all these things that they had to go and do not had to go and do we we love doing it but um you know slash's um uh commitments to guns and roses were i I can't believe we actually made smkc4 and were even able to do that month-long u.s run that we did or whatever it was um it almost seems in retrospect that like you know, should we have waited? I don't, I don't even know, but I, you know, I never think it's a bad idea to create and to put out music. I mean, it's always, it's always a good time to do that. But, um, 
it, it was just bizarre. So it's bizarre now trying to L.A. Guns is working all the time. Like and in a lot of ways, the last few records they've made are some of the strongest music they've made in a long in, you know, I think the fact that Tracy and Phil have really found the chemistry that that they've been looking for in, you know, things were, as you know, really disjointed with that band for a long time. So I've been, you know, their newer music has been really strong. And I think that they, um, you know, I think they've been really capitalizing on just, you know, a great time for that band to be out and, and working and playing. And they got a great lineup with Ace and, and Sean and uh, Johnny. Uh, so, but we are trying, we are trying to find a moment. And you know what, at this point, because we have a lot of activity coming up in, in 2024 with our other stuff, other things. So you never know. That's the beauty of, and it's the funny thing about most bands, and I've been saying this to a lot of my friends. We, we just did a uh, Sin City Sinners reunion show here. We call it the original Sin because it's the original four guys. Well, it's not technically the original four guys, but the four guys who play original music. Um, and uh, and people say, I can't believe you. You know, I can't. I never thought you'd ever do this again. I go, look, the four guys are still alive. It is, you know, there's a. If someone says to me, you know, it it might take looking for that window. What about this weekend? in six months from now and i go oh i'll put it on the calendar you know and um i feel that way of like, even the age of electric my band from back when i was a kid you know what i mean when we um we split up by 98 99 after 10 years of slugging it out and then we just sort of started doing shows in 2015 like right around when guns and roses started doing their uh their reunion stuff i i put out an ep and went on the road did a reunion thing with those guys through canada and it was the same thing people were like i can't believe you guys are doing this i go well we're all alive it's like if if there's yeah. a chance the four of us could find I, and that's what that's what's so, so heartbreaking about the death of john lennon at the time yeah. is we most assuredly would have seen beatles activity eventually yeah. that's, that's that's the way i feel about it anyway um because you know as long as other than bands like the clash that never did or the jam that never did you know bands that sort of like broke up and never ever got back in a room together hey man not in this lifetime when hell freezes over these bands they find a way back to each other i mean it might be a financial thing obviously there's you know there's great reasons why fleetwood mac even though they probably hated each other at various chapters kept coming back together the eagles are the best example of guys yeah. who just could not stand each other but somehow managed to find their way well we know how they found their way let's be honest it's like you know uh, and and that's the beauty of it. I mean, that's like people ask me about that well, with Guns N' Roses and and all that stuff. Are SMKC going to be, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's like in a lot of ways, you know, it, w as long as we're all still around, in reality, Miles and Slash could make records together till the end of time. They don't necessarily need me or any of the guys. We're we have a great chemistry and we have a great thing together. But um, uh, I think we'll always find, you know. I remember talking about it and just being like, well, we'll always find a time to be like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Well, I'm not available now, but what about then? You know, it's like next thing you know, you find yourselves um, in a rehearsal space somewhere going like, hey, cool. This is fun. You know, it's like as long as it's fun, you know, as long as you're having fun and you enjoy it. You know, if you really don't like each other, <laughs> there's a reason why Oasis, you know, bands like that who just never find their way back to each other. But even there, you know, you're kind of like, eh. Never yeah, say never. Point. That's how I. You, you, you have you Axel and Slash. Anymore. I mean, I think that's just the the ultimate divorced parents that shows <laughs> that you know it it oh, can happen. Best, yeah. um, I mean, and then you've yeah. got Duff, who's who's the pillar of like you know like just you know the the rock solid person who can sort of keep it all together. I mean, we uh, you're like me, and I'm sure like anybody where you know I've played with Stephen uh, many times and. 
Uh, we all are great admirers of Izzy Stradlin. We, no one knows where he is or what he's doing. Or, and I think that's kind of part of the beauty of, of Izzy is. But there's always that ace in their deck. You know, There's always that feeling like you never know. Someday Izzy might just appear or Steven or, or Matt or Gilby. You know, it's like there's this whole... I, somehow I'm a bizarre tiny piece of a tiny branch off this gigantic weird family tree. There's a tiny branch where it's like the conspirators branch and it's just like a little twig. The where, six eh, degrees talk. of GNR bacon. That's what this <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. is, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're one of my That's favorite exactly branches. It. <laughs> and I, well, it's a fun branch. It's mostly coffee and kittens, but yeah. yeah. That's, an, that's a good band name right there. <laughs> yeah, done. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that sounds. I would go see that band right now. I know. And I, I, I want to talk to you about your uh, working with Steven, but before I forget, sticking on the band names thing, because I've never heard it said out loud the smkc i've never i've always written it hashtag yeah slash featuring miles kennedy and the conspiracy okay i understand like you said you weren't sure what if it was gonna be like tracy by himself or tracy featuring and i get like why slash did slash the snake pit or why people have the brand right and Mm -hmm. miles I'm like, okay. I mean, I know Alter Bridge, but Slash is still the marquee. It could have been just Slash. But they went with Slash and Miles Kennedy. That could have been it also. But then they went with the conspirators. So it's a mouthful. So uh, have you ever talked about having a shorter band name? Like, it, I, was, I, I don't know, it's man. It's so funny. It's such a funny thing because that was an ongoing conversation is that I, I, I know – you probably know, but Slash loves being in a band. I don't think he really had any sort of like purposeful intention of being a solo artist per se. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he, he loves, like he, he doesn't, he's not stoked about like sending tracks back and forth and all that stuff. He wants to be, and I appreciate it because I'm very much the same way. Let's get in a room together, knock it out and be able to look each other in the eye while we're playing. And like this part, you know, you're playing and it's loud. And like, Is this the chord? Yeah, okay. And you're kind of like, you know, and that's part of the fun of being in a band, you know? So I think that, uh, you know, Slash, you know, the first 2010 solo album, I believe I believe even Slash's Snake Pit was supposed to be just Snake Pit. But I think that there was pressure to be kind of like, you got to kind of like, you know, let people know that it's... Yeah, from like know, the label. Slash's, or yeah, yeah, or something like that. At least that's what I kind of... I don't know if that's a true story, if it's just something... But I, that makes, I feel like I, that makes sense, though. Yeah. That sounds like a conversation yeah. that would happen. Yeah, even though in reality it was meant to just be a side project at the time, you know, because they were sort of, Figured. I think it was in between. I can't remember even like the time period, but, um, you know, and then when it came to the 2010 solo album, when I got involved, it was just Slash, you know, and it was Chris Cornell and Lemmy and Iggy Pop and Kid Rock and all those guys and Miles Kennedy, you know, Fergie, the whole the whole list. Um, and then I think that, you know, he'd always wanted to have a band name. And I know that, you know, and I, I was, you know, ground zero on that whole thing because, you know, we were, you know, we, we went in to make Apocalyptic Love in 2011 or 12. It came out in 12, whatever we started recording it. Um, and it was sort of, um, you know, I was literally sitting with him in his living room and, and we, he loves to watch these like, you know, History Channel World War II documentaries. And it was just this giant list of, listings of the next show, you know shows coming up or whatever are you just looking at the channels basically and he saw on you know some world war uh, two thing that said the collaborators he goes that'd be a cool name 
No, actually, I, I'm totally getting this wrong. He had said he wanted to name the band The Collaborators. That's what it was. And I was kind of like, okay. You know, I didn't think it was that cool of a name. The Collaborators sounds like a, something you see at a Holiday Inn or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember Fitz being kind of like the Collaborators. He kind of like just me and him. I don't know if I like that. I go, I was kind of like, shut up. Cause it's good for us. It's good for us to have a band. Exactly. I just sort of like, you know, it's good for us to have a band name. Cause it sort of makes us, cause we're in the photos and stuff like that. He, yeah. he very well could have just put himself and even just himself and right. miles on those photos, you know, cause it, it, it slash featuring miles Kennedy became the sort of touring thing eventually which was funny because on on our dressing room doors it would often say s and m and i would always kind of giggle to myself <laughs> don't go in that room but um uh but the uh, you know slash feature and i guess miles uh, you know being uh, a name and all that kind of stuff made sense for them to put slash featuring miles kennedy and then when it became slash feature miles kennedy and the conspirators it became a real mouthful but again it goes back to the same thing of mother love bone i mean it sort of becomes harder and harder to come up with a band name that hasn't been used somewhere or having to buy out some kids from des moines who have the name that you okay. you wanted to use e even the name skid row existed before yeah um but uh yeah so and then then the end of the story is i had that backwards then we were watching a scroll of 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 shows and i and it said the conspirators which was a world war ii you know a documentary okay. of some sort i have no idea what it was about i said i go that's a cool name that sounds like a punk rock band that i that i you know that never existed and i remember just it kind of looked you know and slash is the kind of guy where it's even funny when you when you talk about like any suggestion like say you know we, we've never played uh double talk and jive and he'll be like yeah <laughs> it's just sort of like he'll look off and he'll sort of quietly yeah and then you know a little while later he'll come back and go so I'm, I think we should do double talking jive, you know, or whatever. He'll just sort of, like, and it'll be like, you know, he needs to kind of ruminate on it, think okay. about it, and marinate. Go, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think he's, which I think is actually very clever for you know anybody who, well, everybody really does not to just not, you know, act immediately. No, that's, so the that's a good practice. Think before you. It speak, is, right? yeah. Well, and he is very good at that. Um, but the conspirators was, you know, like I said, it just went by as a title, and 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 he went, yeah. So the collaborators overnight became the conspirators or like maybe a few days later whenever so you just sort of like yeah i think the conspirators is a better name whatever i go okay boom you know then that record came out and it, it's it's a lot it's sort of you know again sort of but i think it sort of separates us in a lot of ways from because there's nothing funnier than watching jimmy kimmel or something and, and coming up now slash featuring miles kennedy and then, you know they'll have to say the whole thing and he's like jesus can i just say slash <laughs> even even when i'm appearing at things and, and people you know so you know sometimes they'll be like do you want us to say from slash featuring miles kennedy this conspiracy sometimes i just go you know just say from slash i play with slash that's really all that you know that that's really kind of enough so mm. so sometimes i just kind of you know if they want to say the whole name great but um you know because it's usually from the age of electric and heroes and monsters and you know, it's like i just kind of like at a, at a certain point it's kind of enough already <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny i appreciate that that story and there are bands usually like the the, the screamo that's all like a whole sentence yeah you know kind yeah. of thing but no i was just curious because do yeah, you remember a yeah. do you remember a band back in the early 2000s called and and you will know us by the trail of dead i was just about to say that yeah, Look Trail of Dead is what they. Trail of Dead was sort of like what they ended up kind of getting abbreviated to. But I was always kind of like, now nah, that is hilarious. Like, okay, cause like just because the fact was, 
you couldn't, you know, you couldn't, uh, you know, just coming up with like the conspirator is just bizarre that there's not like a thousand conspirator bands. Of course, now that we live in a day of conspiracy theories, it's a whole other thing. People would be like, you know, often people. So you guys are the conspirators, you know, do you guys ever like talk about conspiracy theories? And I'm like, oh, God, not really. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, we're not. We weren't named that because we're like these guys that are talking about like flat earthers. You know, yeah, not all that crazy stuff. I was kind of like, no, we just kind of thought it was a cool name. Yeah. Oh, I, I, love, I love that. And so, yeah, it just doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. But you're right. You can't mistake it for anything else. But it's, it is funny to have SMKC. It's like CBGBs is like country bluegrass and blues. You know, the fact that it became a punk rock bar is, is hilarious. That CBGBs, right. like that logo. And we all know that logo. So I, my intention was, well, then eventually, hopefully, SMKC just becomes kind of like this, like Kiss on a T-shirt, just SMKC. And uh, within our group and our in our crowd, I think yeah. that you know pe- people know that, and they they don't really question it. It's sort of like um, it sort of happened again organically. That's slash. Oh, now it's slash featuring Miles Kennedy. Now it's slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators, which started off as just me and Fitz, and then eventually we had Frank. So um, it, it's you know my my thoughts were that you know maybe someday there will just be a slash in the conspirators i have no idea you know it depends on on what ends up happening in the future with with everybody's stuff i don't know you know it's 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 sort of a fun thing to imagine that uh you know well regardless of everything you know it's like slash will long after i've gotten you know i have a feeling that i'll be like old and 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 like on the couch and i'll realize and i'll be like Slash coming through. I'll be like, Slash is coming through town. How can he be coming through town? He's older than me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that South Park episode. <laughs> exactly. Did yeah. You, you and s- that's and that's and that's a testament to his. Um, what was his name on that? Slash. Oh, Bundeslash. Bundeslash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a testament to his his work uh, ethic. You know, it was sort of making fun of the fact that how can he be at this thing and also be here and also be making you it's like it's sort of like that he's sort of like like I, I always tell the stories of how like he'll i'll get a text from him saying hey are you you want to get together on friday or you know or, or maybe two weeks from now or whatever and i'll be like yeah sounds good and then i'll realize after the fact that i'll look at at dates and realize he's flying in from south africa like the day before and i'm like who i remember slim jim phantom and the stray cats going doesn't he ever want to just go home and pet the dog? And I go, no, not really. I think there's something to be said about his completely, you know, like he sort of like looks at his schedule and goes, here's a window of opportunity. What can I, what can I do in there? You know, it's like, and I think, and I've learned a lot from that. Like people say to me all the time, like, you know, how busy I am. I go, I I think, I think a lot of that rubbed off from slash where it was Mm kind of like, well, I, I love doing this. I love playing music. I love doing stuff. Like even like doing this now with you is kind of like, well, we're talking about it. You know I mean? It's sort of like, it's all, it's a very sort of self-serving um, childish way of like, I only want to do things that I want to do, you know? And, and <laughs> well, that should be life is, that's what it should be I about. Guess. So if it <laughs> yeah. makes him happy, I mean, more power to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is he, and he's managed to, you know, and, and again, and healthy. he's also, he's healthy and he's not, I, that's a lot of it too, I think is, is a good way to kind of, keep your mind working keep your 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 creativity juices flowing and all that mm. kind of stuff i think it's all just healthy positive stuff yeah and uh so speaking of smkc uh, not just snm so <laughs> obviously people are excited to hear from you so i have questions for you uh this is from my friend uh, satya mortha a fellow canuck like you 
Uh, when is the next album coming out? Any chance he'll sing lead vocals on an album track? Um, well, that would be awesome. I mean, we, we've always entertained that. I mean, the fact that they, you know, when I was originally hired, that's the, the word for it, um, filled the position. It was just sort of to be the bass player, you know, and then I sort of like, you know, as we were doing the songs, especially the solo material at that time, there's lots of harmonies and lots of things that are going on. And I, I just sort of started picking those up and it became kind of like, it wasn't really until like the, you know, conversation about doing Dr. Alibi Lemmy or the Iggy pop song that they sort of went like, do you want to sing this? Because miles just kind of felt like I, I, I Iggy pop was kind of like out of his wheelhouse, you know? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds like fun. So that, and, and although Lemmy would get up with us on occasion back then when right. he was still with us, um, it became part of the kind of, well, let's go do that. And it, it became sort of my signature song. Right. I way, think that's why Pete wants is, to know. Right. Yeah. It's such a great honor because, um, you know, I mean, like, cause I, you know, Lemmy's such a, you know, a huge part of why I do this. And then, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, as far as the next record, I, we, are always sort of looking for these windows of opportunity and and i can honestly say we don't have anything nailed nailed down just yet um but you know if we can it'd be great slash every once in a while I go, we gotta get you to sing a song on a record I'm like, yeah okay you know but it's sort of like you know it's not something that i really um i i i have to admit that it's like it's so much fun just being in that band and, and i feel very busy you know i mean it's like it's not like um it's not like I feel like I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm sort of like constantly at the microphone with Miles. And then I'm, you know, you know, I'm also trying to hold down my parts and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, people know that I like love being on stage and, you know, interacting with the audience. So to me, it's kind of a it's like all the boxes are checked. Mm. Being able to sing a song, you know, obviously when I'm doing Heroes and Monsters or, or Blackbird Angels are basically duke any of the things that i do i'm singing all the time you know, i'm sort of the lead singer so it sort of becomes um you know i have those that itch gets scratched for sure but it'd be great it'd be great to do one with uh with them i, I think you know it, we've always entertained the idea of a, of a glenn hughes and david coverdale um deep purple mark three kind of era type thing where glenn would sing parts of songs and stuff like that i go i mean whatever i'm i'm, I'm I'm game. Back when we were recording with Elvis, Elvis was always a big supporter of mine and Elvis Basquet, the producer. The producer yeah. So, so he was always kind of like, you know, trying to find places to put my voice. It's the world on fire, world on fire, my, my, my parts and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so who knows, but it's, it's really, I, I'm kind of open to whatever, you know, I, I've taken my paddle out of the, out of the water a long time ago and just let the, river take me where it's going to take me it's working out for within you. within reason you yeah. know <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah sometimes you get a you got to get your, your you gotta, strokes yeah. in there get uh, away from those rocks yeah but this you do know because it has been announced that there's going to be another tour those shows right so yeah do you this is from uh, james patrick uh do you know when the north american tour is going to start do you know that um that i don't i i don't really know well, first of all it's it's still kind of all kind of coming together and and i really don't know what i'm allowed to talk about so i mean hopefully sure. we're going to go out and do do a bunch of of stuff in the new year and um but i can't really even guess where and what and how long and i i'm assuming that we'll get back to um you know as many places as we can i mean the fact that we did america in 2022 
you know, it's sort of like, it sort of feels like it came off the table and I'm kind of like, but that was, you know, that will be two years ago. Once, once 2024 is on our, on our plate, which by the way, 2024 suddenly makes it 14 years of playing with slash wow. and miles and Brent Fitz. Um, but it's sort of, um, yeah, it's just sort of, uh, I'm hoping that it will kind of get us a chance to go, you know, around the world and hopefully see everybody that we can. It's always a little bit of a bummer because every time you announce dates, the first people who, who go, seriously, no Cleveland? You know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's always a, And you're like, oh, it just breaks your heart. And I, it happens in every single thing that I do. Like, And I always go like, you know, our Canadian band, Took, is massively popular right in the Midwest of the country with the prairies and doesn't really get to the the, the, the Los Angeles and New York, the Vancouver and, mm. and Toronto of Canada as much. And people are always like, and I'm like, I, I, we don't book the gigs. I'm not an agent, you know, <laughs> I'm the musician. It's like, we need promoters and, and that kind of stuff to chase these things down. So sometimes when you don't make it to whichever given town or whichever given territory, it's just because that's just the way the cookie crumbled and promoters or um agents or whatever just didn't couldn't make it happen and that's you know but you only know that when you kind of do what i do it's sort of like you 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 see tours come together and and we often ask well can we get over here and it's like well a b or c and you kind of go okay and you just make the best of it it's funny to me because in europe we see like often the front row of our of our shows will be the same people almost every night like from from the uk all the way down to italy you know it's like wow. through the netherlands and all the way down it'll be like you know it'd be familiar faces the whole time people who travel with the whole band and that and that is very um you know so sometimes when i you know it, it's sort of like you want to say isn't it only an hour drive to the other show we're playing I, i'm sorry we're not getting to your town but you know people in europe will take a train for eight hours to come see us play not that I'm asking anybody that feel like anybody should do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> at this point, I'm at that point at that age now where it's kind of like, well, what's the parking like? Is it it's ten minutes from my house? And I'm like, well, okay, well, <laughs> but that's just me being a, a you know a, a grumpy old man, I guess. I, I'm the same way, and I <laughs> I just turned forty, so you may do a spit take right there that I feel old. <laughs> uh, but so, and I and I realize that having spoken to a lot of uh, Guns N' Roses fans uh, on this podcast um, that have waited years and years to see GNR or even just totally. Slash, and I understand how lucky I am growing up and living in New York. And having oh, all these shows yeah. available, and that it's uh, at times it's a double-edged sword because I'll be like, "Oh, I'll catch them next time around," and of course, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Like I always kept saying that about Tom Petty. Now it can't happen. Oh, I me kept, too, dude. I kept saying that, that is about one of my greatest Soundgarden. Oh, God, you never saw Prince. Prince. Prince is another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I will because I have not seen you guys. I'm kind of. St- I don't know. I must have been working or where I was because I really wish I saw you at Pier 17, which is a great that venue. That was a good one. I saw Ringo good. Starr there. I made sure my oh, wife wow. and I had to go see Ringo's All-Star Is that band. the one by like uh, – oh, I'm trying to think which it's one on a rooftop. Is. Is it, yeah, yeah. No, that was that – was, that night we had like um, – you know, like Rick from The Walking Dead was there. Oh, What's his geez. name, the actor? Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> Andrew Lincoln. And he was like fucking awesome, dude. Like he was like – He's like super stoked to be there and like him and his wife 
and it was just right around when he had been like just i think the tail end of his run on the show and there was this really cool part where we were playing you know it's like it's rocking out and there was sort of like on i guess stage stage left so to the right of the audience was like a sort of cordoned off beer area or, or alcohol area and i remember like going over there and like there's a whole crowd in there and i just did one of these kind of like yeah and the whole audience went yeah and i just saw andy lincoln go <laughs> he had a beer in his hand and he's like this like yeah and i was like i didn't even notice him there until he raised his beer and i was like <laughs> i was like wow that's so cool and it was also um uh sean of the dead all oh, these names are escaping me you know simon uh, pegg simon pegg was there it was a very interesting night yeah my wife was i didn't even know and my wife was like we were sitting side stage with simon pegg i go what i go i didn't even see him but it was like one of those bizarre nights where it was like um um I think maybe Reedus was, Norman Reedus was there too. I don't remember, oh, but it was man. like, you know, it's, it's, it's New York, right? So it's kind of like anything can happen. But we've been in New York many times. One of the earliest shows we played was in, some of the earliest stuff we did was in New York. But uh, we did Howard Stern. We did uh, our CD release at some small place in the village. I can't remember, but yeah, I know it's, it's one of my favorite places in the world. It is a, it will happen. So if you are in New York or Long Island, I'm going to take Baby Brownstone. I, he's Perfect. for his first rock concert because now Brownie. that he's been experienced because we didn't take him to Metallica way too young mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses I'm like I we can't he's still again he's not five he's about five months right and yeah. my wife went to Seattle recently to go to the Gorge to see Dave oh. Matthews because she oh, is cool. more obsessed with than I am with GNR like we played I, the gorge we played the gorge duff mckagan got up on stage with us oh, be- how beautiful i haven't been there like, it's it's it's, yeah. it's insane yeah it's beautiful yeah that's another one but you just got to get those big headphones you know when you're when you're a kid my kids when they were small had big headphones you know so yeah he did so uh she went oh, with a friend she, oh, she brought him okay yeah but he wasn't wasn't like really planned for him to go like he was gonna stay back with her sister but then one night, she, uh, the sister came down, be like, let's just go back in the field. Let's just see how he is. He's got the headphones. He was fine. And then he went closer, oh, and he's just, he fell asleep. And he, I mean, I would, sorry, I would fall asleep during Dave. I have fallen asleep during Dave Matthews. <laughs> but uh, it's. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm not as familiar with Dave other than like, I mean, back in the day, he was unavoidable because he was always on the radio. But uh, my life I, is I, unavoidable. I, now, uh, I'll tell you this. It might be my, it is good. She just bought the tickets. My first trip to London. Uh, next year because oh, Dave really? Matthews is playing London so she it's under the guise of it's our uh, our belated honeymoon so she's, that's great so let's go to London to see Dave Matthews and I think it's awesome though you know it's like when when you know somebody has a passion for something even though you don't get it you know it's oh like, I, I know, admire it yeah I'm not a sport I'm not a huge sports guy so it's kind of like you know my friends with Green Bay Packers shit all over their house I'm like Whatever, dude. <laughs> if you're into it, I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were a, uh, a Golden Knights fan, or is that just being a Vegas homer? Well, of course. I mean, well, I'm, I'm Canadian, so so I have to like, I have like to hockey. hockey. I, also, I also like the Lakers, but right. it's kind of one of those things where it's, you know, it's like I'm, I'm not – I have so many friends that days are made and broken by how their team's doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what, like, what the hell's the matter with him? Oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are losing. I'm like, dude, you're not on the Toronto Maple Leafs. You'll be okay, you know, or whatever. But it's it's you know, a Canadian thing that the, the Knights the Knights is a, is a fever that swept over this city that just it's just fascinating to have witnessed in real time to have been here as long as I have yeah you know the idea of having a hockey team let alone the Raiders 
and now maybe the A's, you know, for a baseball team, right. um, is like, you know, would have just been like a non-versation. That'll never happen. We can't have teams here, you know. But, you know, the fact that we are six years later having, you know, won the Stanley Cup is, is and I was there. I was, my wife and I. Oh, you weren't? Yeah. Right on ice level, night's end, win the cup. It was a big deal. Wow. So a lot of my, a lot of my, um, a lot of my uh, Canadian friends are kind of, they give me a hard time because it's kind of like, you know, like as if I've jumped ship to be a Golden Knights. I'm like, that's not really the case. And, and then I always sort of point out that, there was a there was a a stat that said there were more Canadians on the Golden Knights than any other team in the right. NHL. So I was kind of like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. That kid's from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's where I'm from. That's what this this is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from Canadian Football League, of which I never followed Canadian football. But um, I don't I don't you know it's such a huge American phenomenon that American football is such a huge. You know, now we have the Allegiant Stadium. I've not been to a game, but I saw the Giants play. We, we did a, a show at Giants Stadium uh, when they opened Giants Stadium. Geez, I don't even remember where that was, but it was SMKC with Jason Bonham and Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls. We played out in the parking lot. It was very bizarre. Oh. And then, um, yeah. But we only got to do like one or two songs, and all of a sudden there was lightning and stuff, and they shut us down. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't think we, I don't even think we ended up on television because I've never seen that footage anywhere, but it was like Jason was going to get up and play whole lot of love or something like that and nicole was going to sing i think she was going to sing a whole lot of love actually i think she was going to sing a whole lot of love uh, and it didn't happen next thing i knew we were in a box watching the giants with matt sorum who just happened to be there and mike myers the actor the canadian actor i never got a chance to talk to him but, i should have kept but, track of all the names you're dropping throughout this entire <laughs> and i yeah, love it though because you're so humble about it and these are all your friends and it's just like these big names before you're you know eating dinner with uh, sebastian bach and stephen piercy and now you know you talk it's just i i love it and again the first that that was the first time i ever met matt storm i remember him saying you know people keep telling me we should have tried you out for for velvet revolver i go well too late now bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I don't know. You could. I love Matt. Matt's Matt's. Uh, he's a a great dude, and I love listening to him when he throws down. Um, I always tell him my favorite drumming of his was on a a, a thing called Neurotic Outsiders. Yep. With, with uh, I just love, love his kind of like straight up, just four on, four on the floor kind of thing. And I, you know, Steve Jones, John Taylor, Duff McKagan. Yeah, it was a super group. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, that song "Good Good News" still lives in my head. You know, uh, it was, it was I was almost... I broke I broke out the, the the broke it out the other day and just was driving around going I forgot how much I love this record yeah yeah Matt Storm uh, uh, I'm lucky enough to have also had him on this podcast and he's he's always super nice he gave me uh, baby swaddling uh, advice uh, before uh, I had yeah, my kid yeah, he's like you gotta yeah. use the double swaddle I mean we're past that now but just the fact that he's so kind about that oh yeah 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 does uh, he have uh, is his book out yeah. Yeah, I got to get that. I got to get that. I love I love reading rock books. It's gotten bizarre now because, you know, you, you start to kind of go, you know, you start to know people and you're like, oh, OK, reading Sebastian's book. And you're like, I, I know this cat. It's so weird. But yeah, you know, it's a, but, you know, it's funny to me because it's like it does feel kind of like sometimes you feel like you're dropping names and I'll just be kind of like sitting there with my friends back home and they'll bring something up and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we did, uh, you know download with those guys they're really cool and you almost kind of feel like i'm not trying to be a dick i'm just sort of saying no my my like the other day somebody brought up norm mcdonald and i go mm. you know they said i saw norm mcdonald in a small club in toronto or no it was in salt lake or something like that and i go oh cool 
I ran into him at the Hard Rock upstairs in in the hotel, and just had a quick chat with him and got a photo. And and it's like I don't know, no, I didn't know Norm Macdonald. I just sort of had a, you know, all Canadians don't know each other. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it started like that. It was me like, hey, Norm, I'm I'm Canadian. He goes, no way, how are you? And it was like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you immediately just start like it. It just sort of always starts that way. I saw that Sometimes picture it you works. posted. Of you. yeah yeah it was such a he was so cool i was like dude can we do a quick photo and he's like click and then we, we were gone it's funny because my friends uh played in a band called the new pornographers from vancouver okay and they played letter they played letterman a bunch of times yeah and they said and they said they could never pull the canadian card on paul schaefer they'd say hey, hey paul we're from canada they'd be like good for you and he'd just keep walking <laughs> <laughs> he probably hears that every day i'll tell you but uh, yeah, usually that's a pretty good in, you know, guys like me and Sebastian and, and, you know, different guys who grew up in Canada. We just always have this sort of subtext of stuff we can refer to that no one else knows what the hell we're talking yeah. about. So you're like, Tim Hortons, yeah, Canadian Tire. Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the fact that you know what Canadian Tire is is bizarre. Only reason I do <laughs> is because I dated a girl from Ottawa. Uh, and that's the only reason you, why I, I know about this before. Yeah. yeah the Saskatchewan because her mom was a fan. And, and yeah. Oh, so, I mean, sure, this was yeah, years yeah. ago. I mean, she must God. have been from Saskatchewan because, yeah, she Saskatchewan was, is. Yeah. yeah she, it's, it's, it's the only national team we have is a foot is a Canadian football team. So it is massive there. And if they, if they play in Ottawa, half that crowd will probably be in green jerseys supporting the Saskatchewan team. It's so bizarre because so many people kind of like, you know, move on to other places but still hold on to that yeah yeah and while i'm a sports guy i left the whole live and die thing in like college i can't live my life like that anymore especially being like an islanders fan they're always terrible knicks fan they're always terrible well they were gods but you know what's you know what's the real bizarre part is when you're sitting watching a game and you realize i could be all of these guys dad <laughs> i feel like that now oh no yeah that's, that's what i mean i've always there, been the young came, guy now i'm not there came a point where you're like you know you're looking up to these guys as a kid like you know these guys are gods and then one day you're like you know i, I went i finally went and saw a lakers game because it was always been a dream of mine to go to the well, i refuse to call it the crypto.com center or whatever they call it. it's always going to be staple center yeah and you know i just my whole life i you know I've, i'm 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 one of those people who's always busy always doing stuff i'm always missing shows like all those shows we, we talked about missing i i I would have to book time off to go see something like Prince. You know, I was like, I would love to have seen Prince, but I never got a chance to. Um, but then I was like, I want to go see my wife, you know, for my birthday last year. We just went to Staples Center and watched the Lakers lose to the Celtics. And it was a big deal to me. I was like, you know, my whole life, I, I always looked up to um, I actually started with Kareem as a kid hmm. through Bruce Lee, oddly enough, <laughs> <laughs> on the game of death. Wow. That was my, my fight. Who's this? giant praying mantis of a human because i was a giant praying mantis of a human and i was kind of like you know really connected with him but um you know and i was just kind of like it, it, but i'm also like like i say i'm not one of those guys it's like i love i love i don't follow you know what's amazing frank sedoris never knew what hockey was 10 years ago or whatever and now is like knows every stat about everything about the the Las Vegas or Vegas Golden Knights. And it's awesome to see because like I've never followed anybody as intently as he follows the, the Vegas Golden Knights. He, he, he's even like on the big screen playing an opening song at, at the hockey arena when you go. It's like so cool. <laughs> and how's Frank doing? I know uh, he's, he's cool health wise. I know he had that accident like uh, a little while ago. He's, he's great. Yeah. 
his wife went through some stuff and then they got in a car accident and it was just like, oh man, but they, they've been great since. I mean, they're, it, it, Frank is one of my favorite people in the world and he's been out with Wolfgang for geez, right. a couple of years maybe now or maybe at least over a year. It's over a year anyway. And um, I've seen Frank with no. Wolfgang. I've seen, yeah. which is cool. Oh yeah, with the with Guns and Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, no, absolutely for sure. Uh, and before I, I forget, because we mentioned it earlier, I don't want to escape. You uh, were in Steven Adler's band. I don't know if you still are in Steven Adler's because when Tanya. Uh, I was never really in the band. That's what's so funny is people get. So you're playing with Steven and I go, I've been filling in because Tanya. Um, what was she doing? She went on to do something. She she does this. She's 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 pretty amazing. She does a. Um, I'm also vegan, but she uh, I'm, I'm actually what we call what I call veggie because I never really was the kind of that vegan thing seems so new school. But I um, when she uh, she does this whole thing uh, where she was like doing a documentary series about veganism her and the singer for sepultura okay. uh, they have this whole thing they do together and so she was off doing this, this thing and i was like yeah i'll fill in sure sounds great i i know all those songs you know it's like i've done guns and roses songs my whole life and and obviously it was my my gig so stepping in with steven was great because i you know i know steven i've always you know known him but i didn't really know him that well but this new version of the band is 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 real solid really great guys aj's our old friend of mine michael thomas is an amazing guitar player and Ari is ridiculous. He does this uh, young Axel thing that's nuts. You know, you're like, it's 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 pretty bizarre. And then, uh, yeah, I just you know some, did some fly out weekend stuff and um, had a blast doing it. It was uh, that was right. That was the first stuff I did after COVID. You okay, know, it was like the first first show I ever played after COVID was a was a fly out New Jersey. Uh, I think it was Jersey somewhere back east. Anyway, um, just some sort of festival type thing outside with slaughter and vixen <laughs> it was pretty fun actually yeah oh that's cool i just had janet gardner on the uh, on the show not too long ago oh well i know she's Amazing, not vixen yeah. anymore but you know she is yeah vixen. i just watched that documentary with her and it was great yeah oh absolutely it yeah. was great uh i i gotta ask and this is for i'm glad some of my listeners asked as well from gilbert cano how are your cats doing <laughs> good there's there's two in here right now but i don't want to bother them yeah i know right um yeah so we have three of our own i mean the funny thing is is years you know over the years i was just like uh, i can't have pets because we travel so much you mm. know my wife um you know at least has the option to be like i'm let's you know she's gonna fly to france and catch up with me on tour or whatever um so the whole idea was like having a pet would have just meant like you know which is too too well we're in that boat now but uh, at the time, I was like, I don't think we could do this properly. Um, and then one day, just in again, in the middle of COVID, this cat walked through our front door. And we were like, I was like, whose cat is this? She was really friendly and really nice. And we were like, oh, okay. So we sort of sussed out the neighbors and no, not our cat. And we couldn't find one to take her to the vet and make sure she's okay and all that stuff. And, and, and there was no one claimed her. So... We had found, uh, you know, initially found uh, someone who could take her and then just decided, well, what are we doing? We're not doing anything right now. So we kept her. And then she would, I remember every time my wife would go to get the mail, the cat would like be screaming like, I'm like, she's gone. She's, she's coming right back. Like 30 seconds, you know. Like, so we kind of got this, this sort of thing of like, well, she doesn't seem to be like to be 
separated. So my wife just came across another, you know, adoption and we adopted a, a second guy and then we found a third guy. Um, and we were like, okay, that's it. Three cats is, you know, cause the third guy was wild. Like he <laughs> makes these, these current kittens we have now all put together weren't as wild as he, as he was and still kind of is. Um, and then, uh, we just found this cat in our neighborhood and my wife, you know, being the good soul that she is, was out feeding this stray cat that just sort of like was on the, on the path to, you know, our local grocery store. We would just kind of like come across this cat all the time. And she was definitely, she was friendly enough that I feel like she was abandoned or got lost or, you know, you just never know. Um, cause feral cats, you barely will register there. And there's a whole feral community in Vegas. That's a whole other conversation, but feral cats usually are just like, they're just, they don't want anything to do with you, but she was friendly enough. And, uh, that we assumed that she was you know, the apartment building right there. I go, maybe it's somebody here. We took her, we had to basically catch her in a thing, take her to the vet, make sure she's okay. See if she's chipped, you know, all that stuff to try and see if we can, find where she came from or where she can go. Now, long story short, she turned out to be pregnant. So we were like, and I remember being kind of like, okay, so what do you do about that? And they're kind of <laughs> like, well, as far as we're concerned, when you, when you bring the cat in, it's your cat. You know, they're like, we don't have the facility to just take cats. It's like, that's a whole SPCA humane society kind of thing. And I was like, and I remember thinking like the SPCA and the, and the humane society, those seem like the kind of places you take a cat, you know, and they put them down or whatever they do. So we just said, okay, well, we immediately turned our office into a, into her cat sanctuary. Cause she's a little bit feral. She was a little bit kind of, you know, she, she could go off, but she got so much like she chilled out and uh, you know, it took a couple of weeks, but then she had four kittens. So in our house, we had eight cats in our house. Wow. So, so we had her shut away. We had them all kind of closed away because um, she didn't interact with our cats very well at all, which is to be understood. You know, most, most grown animals are kind of like, especially when she's pregnant or she has kittens, she's sort of like in protective sure. mode. Anyway, whole thing. And then, you know, now we've had these guys for um, 14 weeks. Is it going on 15 weeks? <laughs> this one's birdie. We're keeping her. She's, she is the, the last one. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, She's just frozen solid, aren't you? Hi, how are you? Mm. Uh, she's the she so she's the funniest one because she's a she was the last one born, and you know we were there for the whole process. My wife wakes me up, you know, kind of like she's having them, and I'm like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to do? Anyway, so we go in, and she had four kittens, and the last one was Birdie, um, and she was, uh, you know, the the mother gives birth it's a whole just you know the whole primal aspect of watching that whole and, and witnessing it I, I you know i've seen my child children born which is another return to the cave kind of experience of uh, like we might be in a hospital right now and there might be lights and doctors here but this is you know totally nuts the whole human uh the just oh yeah nature experience it's yeah just well, like, i went wow. through it for the first time yeah exactly. i did not look i did not watch <laughs> no oh, dude i i did i was like i have to kind of witness this entire thing yeah. but anyway so she came out birdie came out and there's a you know and, and it's a whole graphic story of how the mother was so tired that we didn't know if she was even going to be able to kind of like 
So I helped kind of like, you know, it wasn't reviving her, just sort of getting the, the sack off of her and sort of all that. Anyway, so long story short is that we have, um, we have given one um, to our tour manager, Cheryl. I don't know if you know Cheryl, but she works with Slash and Blondie and hmm. Billy Talent and, and oh. Journey, Journey and all kinds of bands. Anyway, so she has one of them. It's, it's, it's been it's been tough for us because we we had, you know, initially a lot of people were very, you know, interested. And and when you foster, you, you, you know, you, you kind of you can't help but get attached. You just get really attached. And then it's that's like, why gotta, I don't want to do it. We got to give these guys away now. It's like so we have two right now who are, you know, meant to be going to a friend of ours. And it's 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 not easy, honestly. So but now we have four. Technically, we technically have six in the house because of um the other two are meant to be going to a friend of ours, but we've kept them this long because it just sort of turned into this, turned into that. Now we want to get the vaccinations done for them. So now here we are and, and we have, uh, um, you know, just a house full of insanity. <laughs> Do you, are you still selling that, those? Yeah. Uh, you were making t-shirts, right? Yeah. We, 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 we decided to kind of continue. I mean, it, it all depends on how things go, but we, we were just at a, at a, at a place yesterday um, talking about fostering, you know, beyond my wife has all, you know, during all of this came across two other kittens that while I was away on a heroes and monsters tour, she, um, fostered two other kittens as well as, so there was 10 cats in the house at one point wow. and, um, but fostered them, got them in their forever home. And it's been, it's been, you know, something that, like I say, like we weren't going to have pets at all to suddenly now it's become our whole life. The Kearns Kitten Academy, we call it, helping to kind of get the cats healthy and strong. And these are very healthy, very strong. Um, uh, you know, we, we try to, like, get them accustomed to being around humans so that when they go to live with somebody, it's not like you're just, here's your insane, you know, terrified animal. Good luck with that. Um, but it, it's, it's like, like I say, it's, like, not something I ever would have foreseen because, um, but it, it's been it's been a real uh, it's it's a rewarding thing for sure you know I, and, yeah it's a huge it's a huge part of my day like all day now it's kind of like hey buddy you get up and they're a constant state of uh uh fear doses of <laughs> yeah well con constant doses of dopamine throughout my day like having a good time with him and him or her and right. and you know it's sort of like it's not something i ever would have you know everybody's kind of like you know, they pat you on the back for being such a good person. It's just kind of like, you know, I, I honestly don't know how, where this all came from and how it just came about. But my wife and I were not like about to walk away and go like, well, this cat's clearly like, you know, and going through the, the after we, we finally got her in the house and the mother of the cats, we placed her now too with a friend of ours. And she's nuts. She's, she's borderline feral, but she's awesome. She was an awesome cat. Um, but in, in the course of like getting her in the house and having the kittens here, this Vegas summer happens. I'm like, how would they have survived in this? And then all of a sudden there was a flood. You know, we had terrible rains a few weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I can't imagine that these uh, five animals that we moved into our house, I don't know that they would have made it, you know, if we, if we uh, didn't do that. So we like to pat ourselves in the back and hopefully think that we've done some good in, in all this. No, you are doing it great work my whenever Hopefully. we will my wife will be scrolling on tiktok or instagram and be like look at this cat i want let's foster some cats and i said exactly what you said i will get way too attached 
I know. And I just can't. It's hard. I can't go through it. I mean, also, I mean, now with the baby, and I mean, that's just, I'm giving logical reasons. But the main thing I'm thinking of is I will become attached because I was not a cat person until I met my wife and the cats we have are older. We had, at one point, we had three. One passed uh, and the two, they're 16 and 17. They act like oh kids. wow! They act like kids, that, though. Yeah. They they yeah, sleep yeah. with me. It's, it's it's incredible. So I'm the fact that I'm so attached to these older cats that I didn't grow up with them, and it's just like I didn't want to think about you know. I, in my head, I'm like they're gonna live until forty. I'm like I'm, I'm thinking I that's, know. I'm like, that's that, the way I'm thinking. You're eventually like is I hadn't had a pet since I had a dog, um, and he passed you know very unexpected unexpectedly probably. 10 years before we ever came across getting this cat thing together again. But it was so devastating that it was just kind of like, um, so the self-preservation of it becomes kind of like, I can't be, you know, give my heart to something like this. Cause it's eventually going to, I'm, you know, but if, if everything goes according to plan, I'm going to outlive all of these animals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless something, something unexpected happens, but it's, you're basically buying yourself future heartache, but, you know, I guess that, you know, and any pet owner will tell you that, you know, what you get out of it is, is, is oh, better yeah. than all that. So, oh yeah. So, I mean, it, it's funny to me because, you know, probably objectively, I thought maybe we'll get a dog, you know, someday. Um, but this is just the way it happened. Like it literally was a cat walk through the front door one day and then we, well, we got to get her a friend because she doesn't really like to be alone. And now here we are, <laughs> so it's like, you know, so and it, it's, it's a great place to be. Yeah. It represents, and that's how I look at it now. Like this is just a really special moment in my life and times in my life. And I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm trying to live in the moment where totally, you know, not projecting and like worrying about the future. I'm just like, all right, let me just appreciate them right now. This is great. And uh, I'm sorry, I know we're, we're going a little over time, and I, but I would be remiss because we spoke about this before um, we started recording and you were given some good professional advice about like, booking shows, right? Like, oh, uh, why not Cleveland this? So I, I wanted to get your, you know, somebody who's toured around the world, different bands. So since my last episode, which has been a couple of weeks, Guns N' Roses canceled their show in St. Louis. Now, this is very easy for clickbait because of the the infamous 1991 Riverport riot, you know, and, and Axel right. and the, the, the fuck St. Louis t-shirts that, again, 30 years ago. They've played St. Louis since. I think 2017 was a successful return. And it was reported, I mean, we all think it's Axel, but it wasn't said that somebody was ill. But then you right. see all these, the rumor and Monday, Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking about ticket sales and uh, you know, does he really hate St. Louis? And I, I just, it's frustrating, I think, for a fan. And I don't think I, I am looking at this through guns and rose colored glasses. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, well played. Thank you. Yeah. And you could tell me if this is true. Some artists get paid regardless about, uh, of how many tickets are sold. Like, it, I don't think it matters that they're getting paid the same whether they sell out or not. So I don't know if ticket prices or how many were sold even matters. And people get sick, like it happens, and this is not like a constant thing. Like he, what I can, I can't even count on one hand the amount of shows that they've canceled well, since reuniting. And it's funny to me because it's like it's not like like here in Vegas, you know, well, I, I have a million friends, a million friends who play in in acts here in Vegas, you know, in like whether it's like the backing band for a Blue Man Group or whatever, and when 
Dave gets sick, they call Mike to come fill in. It's not like Axl Rose is sick, so let's get, I don't know, some guy. It's like that's that's not how that works. If anybody gets sick in the band and like sick enough that you know they can't really perform, then you you just can't perform. It's funny because when when that was brought up to me the other day when I was in New Jersey, and it was sort of like you know, yeah, you know, Guns N' Roses can't, and 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 I was kind of like, okay, you know, a canceled show is super normal in the course of. You know, if they've met 99% of their, you know, uh, commitments as far as shows go, the odd uh, canceled show, it doesn't seem like any cause for alarm. But it wasn't until somebody brought up, you know, St. Louis and you're kind of like, oh, right. okay." (laughs) it's hard to forget about that because, you know, I've had this that, you know, conversations, personal conversations one on one with so many of the guys that were there. And it's a it's a traumatic you know story. Like it's not it's not a you know to us it's a wacky piece of rock and roll history. Sorry, Brando. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> oh, did I lose you? There you go. No. Um, but it's not um, to them. It was you know it was awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, uh, and it sounds awful. You know, it doesn't sound like anything I'd want to be uh, uh, to have, have lived through. But. Um, yeah, I never really took it as anything as just sort of like, oh, well, somebody was sick. Okay. You know, I accept that as, as the reasoning. I've never, you know, the only time I ever had to cancel a show was I've had both both eyes I've had um, uh, retinal surgery. So um, I had a show booked here in Vegas that I had to cancel, and it sucked. Like, it was just like, but I, but I have a show. And they were kind of like, yeah, well, you have to go into surgery. And you're like but I have a show <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you know, the, but you know, I, you know, I don't, you know, in my mind is always like, kind of like, you know, it's all about like, like even I, it, once in a while, some friend will be like, you know, they'll have a cold and they'll be, and they'll be like, and they'll be like, Oh man, my, they're, they're, you can tell their voice is all jacked up. Just talking to you. My initial thought is kind of like, how are you going to play a show? You're, how are you going to sing? And I'm like, this person isn't even a singer, but it's sort of like my immediate thoughts are just kind of like, the show you know it's all everything is about playing the concert um and uh so when it happens it sucks and no one's super thrilled about like like just the other day here in vegas um ed sheeran was playing was meant to play at the uh, allegiant stadium football stadium mm-hmm. and they had loaded everybody into the goddamn place and canceled the show and that sucks hey brownie brownie baby brown still <laughs> making an appearance I like the monkey shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like me. That's great. But no, I, yeah. Well, I, now, I now I'm not my little dude like that. My daughter is getting married in February. So there you Mazel go. Tough. That's how, that's how I, I would like it. I'd like to point out. She's a grown up. She's not like, well, <laughs> a baby. Married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's but, um, about five months. It's crazy, man. And I remember that plain as day. And it's like, you know, they, when I think back, like to, to my kids being that small, it does seem like a long time ago. But it also feels like not that long ago. You know? mm-hmm. It's well, like, you know, getting uh, The Little Mermaid or Free Willy on uh, VHS tape back then watching <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, we're, we're currently, I'm having to watch the original Blues Clues, not the, the ones with. Uh, Joe so with Steve? No, with Steve. That's yeah, yeah. He, that's, what my, that's what my kids watched, yeah. And he watches it. No, he, he loves it. Um, 
yeah, as he should. And I, it's a I classic. Hope you, I hope you get to meet him because again, I really I, I want to go see you guys live. It's, Absolutely, it's yeah. Well, if if we get to your neck of the woods, then we'll have to have you guys come out and bring the boy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, When's his birthday? Uh, April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's spring episode baby. Four. Yeah, spring baby. Was ep- <laughs> All my friends are like, he should be born on four twenty. That's so funny because this is your four twenty, and I'm kind of like, man, I, I am so like so grown up. I was just having this conversation the other day about how I have all these like the, these couples and people that I know who are in their forties and fifties who are like. Yeah, we're 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 gonna get some mushrooms and and I'm like, what? Who are you people? We did all this in high school and like you know, all this, and I'm like, as a grown man, I'm like, no, dude, I'm like, I've I've been there. Oh, uh, I think because now it's legal, people think it's like you know they can go back and now we can. Well, do it. no, it's moderate. And there's man. and there's all this stuff about like you know you go on these trips and all these crazy things you're gonna witness and experience together, and I'm like, you know what? I'm one of those people who's like, I'm perfectly cool where I'm at. I don't need to, I don't need any trips to go. I did, I did mushrooms <laughs> once and it just made me fall asleep. So, well, there you go. So yeah, now it's just like, okay, when uh, he goes to sleep, I'll smoke some legal marijuana in a different room and just, there you, go. you know, uh, somebody else will be home and I do it responsibly. And, uh, and that's what I, I mean, that's what people are doing with the gummies and stuff. Right. So it's all the same, you know, the same effect, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's funny though because like my brothers asked me, "What are you going to tell him though when he gets older about you smoking?" I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll finally stop." But he's like, "He's going to look at it differently because his entire life it's legal." Uh, that's exactly know. it. It's it's going to be like drinking drinking a beer. Probably, yeah, you know? Maybe, maybe. But I mean, people maybe, drink yeah. who uh, drink to excess. So I don't know. I'm already the overprotective. Uh, Jew- I know I'm the father, but I'm the Jewish mother. Like I really am. <laughs> I'm like, Is he okay. He needs an extra jacket when he goes outside. Uh, uh, Todd, this was so cool, man. I know we could keep talking for a while because I can't believe you've only been on the podcast twice because it's like talking to an old friend. I know we, yeah, each well, other we'll do it again. Social. It's a funny thing in the 21st century to be friends with people you don't actually get to see in person, but it's right. You know, it, it, it's it's the nature of uh, what life is like at this. Uh, at this, uh, there you go. He's a spitters. Yeah, he likes to spit. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. This is, oh, this is. Um, I use this word before for you was it this towel says this is dedicated to your daughter getting married it says mazel if i can get it up mazel there you go i have it upside down i want to show it on zoom and actually do it appropriately and hold on to a baby which is yeah i know it's like yeah you're proving to be like multitasking it's mazel it's it's i love it it's there i love it 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 wasn't worth it it wasn't worth that whole few seconds of me trying (laughs) to unravel but it it (laughs) When you make your million dollar industrial light and magic edit, it'll work perfectly. <laughs> I leave it. I leave in my mistakes. I leave it. I, I unless you it's have a, to. Yeah, yeah, it's rock leave and roll. It I, I, yeah, I, I have Absolutely. to do it unless it's like really bad. Or I tell my guests, and you were so cool, and it didn't apply to you. If there's anything like you don't want to talk he's about, got a, he's got a straight up mohawk going on, which I appreciate. He, he does. He does. I love it. I, I've asked. I love it. I've already asked my wife if there are is baby safe uh, hair coloring. Just like, <laughs> like, like a mohawk, oh, I, and like the product to get it up. Oh, I, I see. All right, I'll, this is the last thing I ask. I'll ask because obviously we're gonna m- want to make him a rock and roll baby. You, you sure. know, your <laughs> your daughter's getting married. You know, you're not just a rock and roller. You got long hair. You got tattoos. You look the part. Do they look at you like dad, like a cool dad, or they look at you kind of like I don't know? I think he, that he thinks I he's think, cool. 
I think that you, you, we always use this quote because I remember one time my youngest, I went to school to pick her up one day and she said, and she just kind of said to me, she goes, why do you always have to be so cool? <laughs> and, I, I, and I took that to be like, because she's always, she's my, she's, everything she says is hilarious, first of all. But the, when she said it, it, it kind of felt like all the other dads are coming in here in khakis and sweaters or polo shirts or whatever being normal dudes picking up their kids and you come in here and i'm like and i'm like literally like what are you talking about i wasn't i didn't walk in with like a wind machine and like a fringe <laughs> jacket i was like like literally in jeans and a you know black jeans and a t-shirt sure but i had tattoos and long hair or whatever so i think she just kind of was like you, you when they're young they don't know they just assume everybody's like you mm-hmm. and then they go through a phase where you know they just get hip to it but i think there's a period where you're kind of not cool you know <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget when my kids started referring to music as dad rock. And I'd be like, ouch, slow down with that. Um, and now they're on the other side and they have tattoos and piercings and are, you know, they're also, you know, Vancouver West, you know, it's a whole, you know, thing. Like they, they grew up in a very, um, you know, uh, open, cool environment. And they're just kind of those people. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's, it's been an interesting time of, of polarization. And I know people who's, who even their children have become polarized from them politically and stuff like that, which I just don't understand. Cause my kids and I are so simpatico with, up. with everything we think, but it's like, uh, it does happen. You know I mean? It's kind of like, you know, when kids were long hair and, you know smoking weed and mom and dad were super uptight and sometimes it kind of goes the other way so who knows but i i assume that you you guys will be uh you know he'll, he'll be that that's the thing about rock and roll baby is a funny thing because i i have so many punk rock friends where it's like their kids are in like you know jeans chucks Mons t-shirt <laughs> right. you know and i'm just kind of like laughing or a lot of the you know vans skater community kind of people sure. and then their kids will be mohawks and skate skateboard and i'm like it's just whatever you're into your kids will probably be into doesn't mean they won't find their own thing but it, it's you know guns and roses or whatever your interest in guns and roses they will he will just be like that's Maybe. super normal and one day he'll be like but that to him it'll be like talking about like i don't know benny goodman orchestra or something like that because it'll be so long ago yeah maybe and we'll see how long he wants to be a co-host as he grows up and what he thinks about these videos when when he's older i'm like dad why didn't you do that like this isn't good radio it is good radio (laughs) well todd thank you for just for being awesome thank you for being you and uh good luck with just everything that you're doing and if people just find todd dammit kearns on x twitter todd kearns on instagram yeah and that's the best way to keep keep on yeah Oh, very good. You actually pulled them out. Yeah. ToddKearns.com is my website. So, yeah, just come come find me. I'm, I'm usually fairly engaging. I try to be. Yeah. I'm also like a grown ass man who doesn't necessarily respond to everything because I'm, you know, just distracted by cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and children and, I, I, and life. I, yeah. I feel you. I'm the same way. I try to respond when I can. Otherwise, you know, I'm with this dude. So anyway, yeah, exactly. that, that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. No! No! Yeah! Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.